What happens when a buyer can't close on a property because their lender says you need to fix these things first? You're watching and listening to GTR, Gary Talks Real Estate, stories told by realtor investors. Hey, my friends, Gary McGowan here, and today podcast is all about what happens when buyers can't close on properties because of some lender requirements and things like that. You know, when you've been in the business as long as I have, as an investor and a realtor, you get to learn and know about some pretty amazing stories that help you out as buyers and sellers. So here's a story of something that just happened uh, to one of my seller clients uh, recently, this year. As we know, the market this year in, in Canada and in the GTA, Toronto area, uh, has come down significantly. And there's been some opportunities for both buyers and sellers. And this story comes from along the lines of, we were representing the sellers. And in this case, we had multiple offers on the property. Uh, however, the property didn't sell for over ask. We listed at a, at a very achievable number and the property did sell and it sold firm. Excuse me. No, it didn't sell firm. It sold with an inspection report. And that's important to this story. So uh, along with the requirements of the offer that we accepted as the seller, we agreed that the buyer had an opportunity to extend their closing because they had a home to sell. And we felt this was a good way to meet in the middle. And we allowed that to happen should it be a requirement. And they had to suggest, or sorry, they had to provide uh, that extension before a certain date. So property uh, sells firm after the inspection. Everything was fine on the inspection from the, the buyer's perspective. And they had about another month or so to sell their home. And they did get it sold, although the closing date wasn't going to line up with the closing date that we had initially agreed upon for the sale of our listing. So uh, with with right within their rights, they sent over an amendment to change our closing date and we reviewed it and it was all within the right and they had this opportunity. So we extended the closing for another month or so, I believe it was. No problem, everyone's happy and everyone's moving along. And about uh, two weeks before the closing of this property, the lender, the buyer's lender, called and submitted an appraisal. So that's fine. We, we typically see that in appraisal within, uh, you know, a week to two weeks before the property closes and the appraiser comes in, he does his inspection, looks at the property. And of course they want to verify, the bank wants to verify that the home is valued at what they bought it for. Right. And that makes sense. And we can talk deeply about appraisals and perhaps another, another podcast, but we have to have the appraisal, especially in a market when it's moving down as it was here in the, in the GTA area. And the appraisal report comes back in and wouldn't you know it, we've got the valuation. So no harm, no foul there, except the appraisal report came back with some interesting information uh, to the home. Now this is where it goes kind of sideways sideways on us uh, just for a few moments if you will and we couldn't believe that the appraiser wrote this but the appraiser had you know they went through the home and, and they walked through it and there was a few elements there was a, a crack in the foundation because the the basement was unfinished in this one particular spot so they could see a slight crack in the foundation and but they never had water issue or water damage through that crack before and in one of the bathrooms, you know, when you have a dated house, uh, sometimes there's 
there's some surface mold that appears and one of the bathrooms had some mold and, and so forth, a surface mold that you'd get in a, in a, you know, a wet, damp area. So the bank said they were not going to close on the property or fund. They used the, the, the term fund. They would not fund on the property until these two items were remedied, were fixed. So what does that mean? Well, that means we've got to get creative and kudos to the, to the buying agent. Uh, many times over, he stepped up tremendously. So, uh, so as soon as this happened, of course, we were in contact with the lawyer because at this point, the lawyers are dealing with the transaction and the closing of the property. And our lawyer that was representing our seller, uh, was outstanding. And this is where it's important to have a great team on your side, whether you're the buying side or the selling side. So here's here's what happened in a nutshell. And this is this is where you as a seller or buyer, you need to go in eyes wide open on things like this. You see, the bank wouldn't fund on our property. They wouldn't close on the property unless those two items were gonna be repaired. The, the bathroom mold and the crack in the foundation. So what do you do? Well. With the lawyers, <clears throat> with the lawyers' guidance and approval, they talked us talked us through and how to have those things happen. And the the buyer and the and the buyer's agent agreed to pay for those things prior to closing to have them fixed. So they did. They fixed the bathroom and they fixed the foundation. The foundation was actually really easy. It sounds crazy, but you can do uh, injections into that into that concrete foundation to fill in any cracks. And this is something that happens uh, quite regularly. But what about our sellers? Our sellers get put out, right? They're waiting to close on the property. We already had one extension and now they're asking for an additional extension. So what does this mean? This means that the sellers just sit on the wayside and say, yeah, go for it, go and make it happen. Well, no, this is where having an amazing lawyer on your side is a true benefit. You see the lawyer, our lawyer, who is representing the sellers, stipulated this. If you want to extend the closing uh, yet again, one more time, we are going to do an additional deposit. And what I failed to mention is the first time that this, uh, that the buyers asked for that extension, we agreed that they would put together another, I believe it was $25,000 deposit. And they provided that. Perfect. Great. Now, when they asked for that second extension, because of the work that the bank required them to do, this is where our lawyer stepped up. Our lawyer asked for an additional $250,000 cash deposit. Absolutely amazing. That sat in the lawyer's trust account until closing. They also required the buyer to pay an additional $1,000 to cover any additional legal expenses. The third thing, which I think is absolutely brilliant, is our, our sellers were still paying a mortgage. So they paid an additional sum to cover any interest that our seller was paying for their mortgage. Now this, again, this is where it's important to be eyes wide open in a transaction, whether you're the buyer or the seller, and to have a great team, realtor and lawyer on your side to walk you through this because we know you as a buyer or seller, you might sell three, four, maybe five homes in your lifetime, whereas a realtor and a lawyer does this every week. This is this this is nothing new, but on things like this, it can get a little uh, nerve-wracking, right? Let's call it what it is. So again, work with a great seller, or sorry, work with a great realtor and definitely a great lawyer that can walk you through this. And they do this every day when, when the lawyer said, this is what we're gonna ask for in addition to this, in addition to this, I knew we were in good hands.
That's it for today. Bye for now.